Hello and welcome to Your Direction, a podcast dedicated to the science of purpose. I'm your host, Tony Burrow, and that's Pat Hill. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hi, Tony. (laughs) In this episode, we'll be focusing on the big question. And do you know what the big question is, Pat? Uh, The big question is, what is purpose? Which is a very big question that's haunted people over the years. (laughs) The big question is, what on earth is purpose? What do we mean when we say purpose or purpose in life? In this episode, we'll be discussing definitional matters. That is, how do researchers define purpose? How do they even think about it? How do they measure it? Right? What are the treatments of purpose as they exist in the research literature? And when they do measure it, what does it predict? What does having a sense of purpose or a purpose in life seem to relate to? What is it doing for people? These and others are the questions we're going to be exploring this episode. So if it's all right with you, we're going to jump right into things. And we're going to jump right in uh, with a very 21st century way of introducing a podcast, which is introducing it by connection to another podcast. Um, One of the main reasons we uh, were interested in doing this uh, was because uh, Tony had been invited onto a podcast called Hidden Braid, and uh, some of you may have heard of it. So, Tony, you want to tell us a little bit about how that went for you? That was such a cool experience to talk about purpose with an audience that may have not known a lot about it before I jumped into things. But getting the chance to walk through the definition of purpose, mm-hmm. how it might manifest in people's lives, and what it might do for them if they feel a sense of purpose in life. Um, was a lot of fun, but more fun was the reaction, (laughs) Um, sitting with the correspondence, the emails, the voicemails that came in around people both sharing what purpose meant to them and how it's shown up in their lives, asking questions about how they might find this sense of purpose um, has been a lot of fun and very eye-opening that the concept of purpose seems so interesting to people. And the kinds of questions they have about it and where those questions overlap with things you and I, Pat, have been asking about purpose for quite some time Mm -hmm. and questions that we haven't been asking and we and others who are interested in in purpose should be asking uh, has been really, really interesting. Um, And so I just want to acknowledge the importance of having been on that podcast for me personally and professionally has been very rewarding and kind of an impetus for us to think about creating more spaces for us to talk about purpose. What this podcast experience uh, also led us to recognize is purpose is like so hot right now. (laughs) Purpose is just about (laughs) everywhere. And we have difficulty walking through the streets without seeing it. Like it's, you see advertisements for pizza places talking about pizza with purpose, or you see the university uh, nearby actually describes how they're going to provide their students with a greater purpose or a higher purpose. And it's in multiple movies. It's in practically every episode of the Toy Story. I guess it's, what, four now or something? (laughs) All of those movies include some reflection of the main character trying to figure out what their purpose is uh, now that some major life event has happened. So given that purpose is kind of everywhere, just like with great uh, power comes great responsibility, with great ubiquity comes great ambiguity. I I don't think that's going to catch on quite as much, but uh, (laughs) we can try. 
to recognize the fact that uh, with it being so widespread, with it really being ubiquitous in the world, everywhere that we see it, um, it's led to a lot of ambiguity about what it means. How could there be a construct that appeals to pizza places, universities, movie studios, and yet still retains some kind of a true scientific uh, relevance and scientific definition? And uh, with that, I think we're going to try to bring up at least uh, three different ways of thinking about purpose from the scientific literature here today. And it leads first to this discussion around uh, what we often call the big P versus the little P issue. I don't know if you want to start us off on this uh, capitalization uh, discussion, Tony, as to what we mean here. One thing that strikes you when you look at the purpose literature right off the top is that there's a group of people who, when they talk and write about purpose, what they mean is sense of purpose, is the degree to which a person might feel that their life is imbued with purpose and that individuals might be able to report on that sense, like on a scale of one to five, how purposeful do you feel, right? And so you can think about purpose on one way as being sort of a a perceptive sense that you can feel. Another camp of researchers might think about purpose entirely different. And for them, purpose is more a question of its content. What is the aspirational substance that a person is trying to accomplish or they're intending to do in the world? We have to first acknowledge that when we think about defining purpose, the definition of purpose that you most likely gravitate to may hinge heavily on what is your understanding? Is it sort of the the capital P, what is your purpose? Mm -hmm. Or is it a sense of purpose that you're interested in and almost somewhat agnostic to what it is, questions about the degree to which you feel it strongly in your everyday life. Yeah. So in terms of capital P purpose, a definition available within the literature was advanced by Patrick McKnight and Todd Cashton. And Pat, do you want to share their definition? (laughs) Sure. Um, So this definition, uh, which very much uh, does reflect this idea of a purpose in life and what somebody's content of their purpose is, Hmm. um, the researchers point to a few central things that a purpose is and does. First off, uh, a purpose provides this kind of self-organizing aim this thing that is central to who you are and organizes the kinds of things you do in your day-to-day life. So it helps to organize your goals and stimulates, motivates you to do those kinds of goals in day-to-day life. It also helps you to manage your behaviors uh, towards that broader aim and provides people with this sense of uh, direction, the sense of meaning in their lives. So, In a way, purpose is kind of this compass or this lighthouse. It's giving you the the way to go. It's giving you what you want to do that day, uh, what kinds of behaviors define who you are as a person. And like a real life example of this, uh, you can imagine somebody who has a very clear purpose in life to help uh, environmentalism or to promote uh, promote helping the earth, cleaning up the earth. 
And if that's their purpose in life, it leads them to day-to-day goals like making sure to uh, perhaps attend rallies, uh, to provide uh, publicity for upcoming events. It manages behaviors uh, as micro level as recycling and cleaning up and more uh, big term as uh, attending such activist roles. And this all gives you uh, this kind of sense of meaning and sense that you are like mattering in some respects. So, this is one way of thinking about purpose that you might have uh, gravitated towards when you first saw the title of this podcast of what is purpose? It is a central aim that kind of directs you from one day to the next and manages who you are. It gives you that sense of, I am blank. I am somebody who does uh, these kinds of behaviors and goals. Okay. Um, A different perspective on purpose, one that starts to get us into the lowercase p, the sense of purpose that people might feel, even if we don't fully know what it is that a person is aspiring to do, we can try to understand the degree to which a person feels this in their life. And and a a very widely used definition of purpose comes from Carol Riff, Mm -hmm. who situates purpose as a component of psychological well-being. That is, if you want to know how well someone is faring in life, among all the questions you could ask them, You should ask questions about the degree to which they feel like their life has a meaningful sense of direction and orientation to where they're actually heading. And that's really getting into this notion of purpose as a perceptible sense. It's it's an experience that my life has directionality to it. So what's kind of nice about this is measures like this, this idea of kind of a little piece sense of purpose is something anyone can feel even if you're having difficulty right now answering that big, huge question of what is my purpose in life? (laughs) If you came to this podcast without a great idea of what your specific purpose in life is, or couldn't really write it down on paper, you're not alone. (laughs) In fact, most people have great difficulty with this. And yet a lot of people do feel this kind of sense of purpose or this sense of direction, directedness in their lives. And as we'll talk about it a little bit, this can be really beneficial and predicts a lot of positive outcomes for you. So with that in mind, uh, we can kind of talk about one final, very related definition, one that comes from a number of prominent health psychologists, including Shire and uh, his colleagues, that uh, points to how the benefits of leading a purposeful life may be in part because it's really intertwined with life engagement. That uh, this final perspective on purpose emphasizes purpose and purposeful living as engagement with your life, that you are doing meaningful activities that you feel like your day-to-day life, you're engaging in valuable things, personally meaningful things. It gives you this sense that you could say, I have a sense of purpose. I have a sense of direction in life. So it's very similar uh, to this last definition that we mentioned. Two and three are more closely intertwined and, and both kind of reflecting that uh, little p sense of purpose. But what this part really brings up is that engagement component, that uh, you are doing things that might be personally meaningful and personally relevant to you. 
And what we often find after these major events that happen to you or others is that you're still able to engage often with those activities that are personally meaningful to you. So in a number of health contexts with patient samples and individuals who might be caregiving for patients, you find that life engagement is still carrying on. And in fact, uh, some of these caregiving activities may be what is giving you that sense of engagement with your life. So all of that together leads us to something uh, that Tony and I really want to emphasize from the very start. Purpose is not this big, scary thing. (laughs) And (laughs) what we mean by that is that if you came to this podcast without thinking that you'd have much to engage or interact with because you don't know what your purpose is, don't fear. Uh, It's not the case that, uh, again, most people know what their purpose in life is, and it doesn't have to be something that is big and bold. Instead, it could be a very personal thing that gets you going from one day to the next. And in that way, the uppercase and lowercase p reveal themselves, that some people have a a great deal of clarity about what it is they want to do. Other people don't have that clarity, but they know there's something. They they wake up feeling compelled to do something, um, but may not be able to fully articulate what it is. And so both of these aspects of purpose are important and both show up in the research literature, but putting them in dialogue is, is, is a challenge and is complex of how can we make sure we're always ascertaining to what extent do people know their purpose and to what extent do they feel that sense in their everyday lives. Mm. So... One thing you might be wondering is why would we actually be invited? Actually, I, I wasn't invited. Tony was invited uh, to do this uh, Hidden Brain podcast. And one of the reasons is we've now dedicated around a decade of our lives towards understanding the value of purpose. It's almost like we had to spend a lot of our careers justifying this as a topic of inquiry. (laughs) And the way that we did so was showing that purpose in life is a really big deal, Uh, that having this sense of purpose and direction in your life predicts a lot of the things uh, that you are thinking of if I were to ask you, like, what does it mean to live a good life or to live a, a life of positive well-being? So with this idea, uh, like, why does sense of purpose matter? Well, on one hand, our work consistently shows that people who feel this sense of direction, this sense of purpose in life, are happier. Uh, They tend to have uh, days in which they're less reactive to negative events. They report lower levels of perceived stress in their lives. People who report a higher sense of purpose seem to do better on tasks of memory. They seem to be better at recalling things. Purposeful adults tend to be at lower risk for uh, developing later symptoms and onset of uh, different dementias, like Alzheimer's disease. And uh, if that wasn't enough, purposeful people are both wealthier and live longer. Um, Tony and I have shown that people who report a higher sense of purpose seem to be uh, better at accruing wealth, that they seem to have a better way of 
uh, holding on to their resources, having a greater net worth over time. And purpose of life consistently predicts who lives longer. That doesn't mean that uh, having a purpose leads you to immortality. We're, we're not telling you that you're going to live forever. Um, but it seems to be related to like a lower risk of mortality in the near term. So you might outlive uh, some of your peers who uh, have a lower sense of purpose. So with all of that in mind, yeah, this seems to be this great thing that should be worthy of a podcast. Uh, Pat, when you think about that litany of good things that purpose is related to is there something that has not yet been linked with purpose that you think would be important to know dare i say a game changer in terms of our understanding of the power of purpose is there something that we've not yet explored or have an answer to that really needs one i think I don't have a great answer. Oh, wow, this is big, big, bold questions from Tony. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's tricky is we don't have a lot of work yet on that kind of day-to-day life of purpose. And while we can predict these things, these big picture things like cognitive decline, net worth, mortality risk in the near term, um, this is going to seem kind of uh, simple, but... How does purpose predict getting up in the morning? How does purpose predict uh, whether you're going to achieve the things that you set out to do that day? Hmm. You and I have explored this a little bit, but it seems to be important for us to start looking at the more micro level of trying to figure out what purpose looks like in daily life and whether having a purposeful day always means having a happier day. <laughs> or you could imagine, uh, like a lot of people I talk to, I, I tell them about these findings and how purpose in life leads to people uh, sleeping better, or hmm. purpose in life leads to people reporting fewer sleep issues. And the first thing they say is like, wouldn't it be the opposite? That if you're really engaged and going on with your life, Shouldn't you be having difficulty sleeping at night? Because there's always things to do. So I think part of this is how do purposeful people have fun? <laughs> how do purposeful people live these daily lives in which they're excited by their day-to-day life and not always focused on their goals for the big term? Yeah, I, that that I get it. The the daily manifestation of purpose is fascinating just because that's where we spend most of our time, right? Is is um just carrying out the what might be viewed to your point of little or even mundane is is our, our our lives are filled with just sort of mundane kinds of experiences and how does purpose show up in those places seems fascinating for me what seems left unexplored uh, fully is how does having a sense of purpose help us navigate social situations that might be otherwise uncomfortable some sometimes disagreeable even? Um, Am I more tolerant of people who are expressing an opinion that differs from my own if I have a strong or clear sense of purpose in life? Um, To me, those questions are interesting, but they may be very well important. Looking at our social dynamics moving forward is can purpose serve as a resource for helping people navigate social differences or opportunities for social connection where they may exist? Mm -hmm. So, 
given the sheer variety of things purpose seems to be related to, that most of which seem well worth having, it might be understandable why purpose is seemingly so ubiquitous and coveted even in today's landscape. It seems to be an important resource for people as they navigate their lives. Mm -hmm. So where does this leave us? We've got uh, this very interesting puzzle to put together. On one hand, uh, everybody seems interested in purpose. Uh, Pizza companies, universities, movie studios, and researchers. And we still have a lot of uh, controversies, questions to answer in the literature. For instance, how do you put that little p and big p purpose together? We talked about how some people may have a very clear idea and be able to say, like, my purpose in life is blank. But uh, I have difficulty with this every time that somebody asks me about it in an interview, that I, I have great difficulty explaining that big p purpose, and yet often report a high sense of purpose in my day-to-day life. What is your purpose? So uh, my purpose is to get through this podcast right now, I think. (laughs) But uh, so I think that's one question for us going forward is there is value in having a lot of definitions around purpose, but there's also value in putting these definitions together. Do you see the availability of these kinds of definitions as ultimately helpful at helping us chip away and kind of find the answer to the question about what a purpose is? Or do you see it as a real formidable challenge and almost threat to finding the answer, these available and distinguishable kinds of definitions and treatments of purpose? Is it a good thing or a bad thing that they exist? I think it's a little of both. (laughs) I see there there being value in having this, uh, having different ideas, different perspectives, because it allows us to cover different ways of thinking about purpose. And it allows everybody to see purpose in their lives. There are ways of defining purpose where you might imagine, like if there were lots of additional clauses (laughs) in the definitions we had provided earlier, Like your purpose of life has to be something that impacts everyone in your life, or your purpose of life has to be something that makes big societal or big scale changes. Uh, It could be problematic if that was the sole definition of purpose in the literature. So on the other hand, (laughs) there is the possibility of some negatives here, because without that common ground, it would be very easy for us to talk past one another Given that purpose is a construct we can all see in some ways, we like there are very few people who in our studies say, like, I have absolutely no idea what purpose is. <laughs> Instead, if Tony and I have slightly different ideas of what purpose means, it could lead to problems down the road uh, as to generating research ideas or generating a discussion, generating a podcast about purpose if we didn't recognize from the start that those different ideas existed. Um, That's my answer to your question, Tony. Do you you have thoughts about the pros and cons of this, uh, uh, of having different definitions? Not really. (laughs) I, I, you know, I agree with you 
you know, almost almost completely on the pros and cons that you outlined. I see those and can appreciate those. I think where I am is that, you know, I think everybody has a has a perspective, and it allows us to use a perspective to ask a better question than we might have otherwise. Mm. And then whatever answers we get by testing that or experimenting around a perspective, we have a real clear accent wall to adjudicate and judge and and understand our findings. So Mm. I I can appreciate a perspective being offered that becomes testable and we can learn the insights. But ultimately, I think the goal would be convergence, Mm -hmm. right? Or to find greater evidence of convergence that, that people who are defining and studying and asking questions about purpose and its benefits in our lives, those findings over time should start to point toward one another and in the same direction. Long window of saying, I agree deeply. And I hope that what we're learning starts to point in a common direction. So because there's uh, this kind of discrepancy, um, when we eventually get to the interviews, which will probably be far more entertaining because it doesn't involve just uh, me and Tony. Um <laughs> One thing we'll be asking every person is, what is purpose? So we're very curious to see which aspects of purpose they emphasize. Maybe some things that we haven't even talked about today will come up in some of those uh, episodes coming up. So that's one reason why we thought, and maybe we're wrong, but we hope we're right, uh, that this jumping off point of a single podcast episode from Hidden Brain <laughs> led to us thinking, hey, it might be interesting to start a whole podcast around this question because so many of the things that Tony was being interviewed about in that episode have led us to these discussions where we need over a half hour to talk about things that were brought up in a few seconds in that one in that one podcast episode. Indeed. So with much gratitude, appreciation to the hidden brain, uh, it serves as an impetus now for creating a space for deeper and more sustained conversation around purpose and its role in our lives. And if it is true, ultimately, that purpose is this resource that we've been discussing today, it begs questions around how do you find it? Where is it? <laughs> How can I get more of it in our lives? And so uh, all, all things to come on future episodes. So we hope you stay tuned. Uh, but for now, is that it, Tony? Do we mean anything else? <laughs> Do we have a way of ending these episodes or we just say goodbye? <laughs> so with that, uh, we'll conclude uh, the first episode of Your Direction And in the meantime, we hope that you don't wander aimlessly, but when you do, you listen to us. Wonderful ending, Pat. See you next time.